How contractors and professionals are finding and selecting building products is rapidly changing. I would argue that it's always changing, but on today's episode, we bring on a manufacturer who is constantly evolving and tweaking their approach to how they sell to contractors. What I love about this episode is they not only share their tactics and strategies, but they show what messaging actually works to cut through the noise to reach the contractor. This is an awesome reminder for how you need to continually evolve your go-to-market strategy and what marketing works to reach the contractor today. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, and we have a great show for you planned today. We've got Jim Edgeworth, who's the Director of Sales and Marketing at Billco, on the show with us today. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Fun to be here. So, Jim, we almost intersected last week, and we almost intersected a couple weeks ago at the Builder Show. I'd love to hear your story and building products and how you got into this space, and then what you do at Billco. Yeah, sure. So... I came to the building products industry just like everybody else from the golf business. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I was, you know, 27, 8, 9, 29 years ago, I guess. I was a club pro and really needed to get out of that business for a lot of reasons and applied to the Bilco company on a Sunday business page ad in Toledo, Ohio. Long story short, within a couple of weeks, they offered me the job and I uh, got a couple of my members at the country club who were home builders to play nine holes with me and you know, I said, here's the gig they want me to take, and it's calling on lumber yards and builders. And they said, run, go mm. to the industry. But let me warn you, once you get in, you'll never get out. And, and, that is, <laughs> and that's the truth, so, right? So true in this industry. I mean, don't be nasty to folks because you'll see them at the next event. They'll just have a different logo on their shirt. So it's really like that. And so for some reason, I'm still here. So Bilco's been around since 20, 1926. We were family-owned until 2016. The family's plan was at our last president to uh, divest in, at, uh, when he turned 65. And so we were picked up in a very short order by Amesbury Truth here in the U.S. And Amesbury Truth is, well, I guess the largest manufacturer of fenestration parts and pieces in the country. So we fit somewhat within their you know, purview, I suppose. And then we're all owned by and traded publicly through our umbrella, Timon, which is in London. So it's all building materials. Timon's a global building material holder. You know, ours is unique. They're Bilco residential products because most of them is residential and commercial windows and then hardwares and on and on and on, but certainly much larger than, you know, Bilco here in the U.S. That's very cool, Jim. So who do you typically market to? Like, who is your target audience? So the company started really with two-step wholesale specialty building product distributors. And so we're actually proud to tell folks we've got relationships that have gone 40, 50 years. Um, sad news is, is the second, third generation sometimes don't want to be involved. And so they too are selling out to others. But we do specialty wholesale building materials. We do masonry supply sellers who work with the masons and those type of contractors. We have national programs with the large boxes, a couple of internet companies that specialize in building materials that have turned into really simple business for us and kind of taught Bilco a lot about logistics. I mean, we ship 
I think last year, maybe 11 or 12,000 individual shipments from our plant in Zanesville, Ohio. And, you know, that takes a lot of work from the folks there. So we're getting pretty good at it now. That's cool. And so you went to the Builder Show, is that right? I did. What were your big takeaways? I thought that for the last two years, it had really come up. Part of it's Vegas. Part of it is certainly the economy. It's interesting. Before the downturn, you know, you had 100, 120,000 people. They might have had 100,000 in Vegas this year. I never saw the review. The difference being that there's more decision makers now. So not a lot of customers coming in, not a lot of the laborers, you know, getting a reward type of thing. So solid conversations, decision makers. We get a chance to visit with some of our current partners and meet others, which is important because it's an expensive week. It's true. Yeah. At the end of the year, you want to try and, and put a finger on, did it pay for itself? And I always say it does, but it's sometimes difficult whether you find that out, you know, here in February, whether it comes in October or next June. But it, you know, you, it's, it takes a while, right, to build the relationships, but you can certainly say it pays for itself when we, you know, look back at it. I'm asking this question because I, I kind of know the answer already, but any interesting conversations or potential partners that you met at the show? Yeah, it's, it was different this year. You know, we're a steel manufacturer and make our own plastics. We have a high-end type of plant in, in Ohio, and it's not uncommon for someone to want to come and sell us something while we're at the show. A little bit irritating. But in this case, one of my favorite stores came by, and of all places, it was Costco. You know, so engaged this person, and his interest was whether or not we would be interested in an installed sales program through Costco. So if you shop at Costco, you, you pay for your goods and you walk out and on your left, usually there's, you know, you can get draperies, you can get a car. And so they must be expanding into building materials. I mean, I know there's some roofing and siding things I've seen from time to time. So whether it goes anywhere or not, it's hard to tell. You know, I, I suggested to him to, sure, you know, I'd love to partner with Costco. There's about 30 states in the country with basements. So, you know, we're a bit limited, but, you know, a test market would be fun to try and someplace where we know people are putting basements in and egress products and the like. So my guess, I may or may not hear from them. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I've never heard of somebody meeting Costco at the Builder Show. So I thought that was a pretty interesting story. You just never know what's going to wander in your booth. And, you know, for that reason, I rarely leave. You know, you get your bio breaks here and there, but I don't go out to lunch because inevitably, you know, you could walk in and say, geez, I'm going to do a show with them. And I, I wanted to say hi and I'm not there. So I'm pretty much camping. That's cool. So let me ask you this, Jim, you mentioned a minute ago that you guys sell quite a bit through partners online. Like you sell through Home Depot, you sell through Menards. You guys have a little bit of e-commerce play on your own website. Talk me through your strategy a bit. Like what are you guys doing online and how are you partnering with people to be successful? Well, I think the biggest thing is trying to provide convenience. We're a niche specialty building product and they're generally, you know, it's OEM product. It's large, oftentimes It comes on a pallet or a skid, oftentimes delivered by our wholesale distributors. But, you know, the business started changing 15, 20 years ago. Home Depot Lowe's, thank you very much. And it created hardships and opportunities. And, you know, them going to the dot-com business or having, you know, storefronts there. So we started back in 05 with Lowe's and then 06 with Home Depot. So you've been at you've been this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very different then. We're a very traditional company in our mindset about, you know, kind of dancing with the one that brung you. And so we protect our two-step wholesalers. And oftentimes, well, today I would say if we still held it 2005 view to a fault, 
the business was changing. People wanted to buy differently. I buy differently. You buy differently. I go online first, right? And so that proved to be a pretty good idea for, you know, play for us. And within, oh, I would say 18 to 24 months, Lowe's came back and said, it's got to be business to business now. We don't want to cut out your distributors, but, you know, it's EDI and, and all of the things that make the transaction possible today. So we went direct with them and, and they were our test. And, you know, honestly, for somebody with an e-commerce site, there's no risk for them. Mm. You know, I mean, they, they give you the legalese and all that kind of thing. But I know there's there's cost involved with their system and all of those kind of things. But generally, you know, I mean, there's no inventory. There's no downside for them. So the margins are very good. And it really proved out for us. And so then we took it to some other places, not major known retailers, but building material distributors who also realized that brick and mortar wasn't the end all, right? And now, you know, I hear our guys talking to people when they say, where, where can you buy it? Just go online. You'll get four or five, you know, options. You can pick the price point, including Amazon, which is, is really the newest for us, which is odd in itself. When they called, I said, no, I balked because the product is big and bulky and it's a home delivery must. And so, you know, in a few months, we talked about it internally and they were right. And we, we did do it and it's worked very well for us. I believe we've actually grown a little bit, although it's, you know, it's difficult to see if the business is moving from Home Depot or Lowe's or a local market lumber dealer to Amazon. But you have to assume that the growth is coming from the dot-com stores. Just the volume, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not going into you know the major retailers. They're, they're shopping online, and if they can get it delivered to the store, you know, better yet, or delivered to their home. So, it certainly changed the dynamics in our business significantly. Do you manage your own Amazon account, or do you have do you work through like a partner or a fulfillment agency? We we do it we do it straight away. I have, uh, our advertising manager in Connecticut actually handles that, so I didn't have to with all the others. So he manipulates the data and you can change your prices. And the nice thing about it from a manufacturer standpoint to get in that business is you also control your own destiny. So anybody can buy anything and then sell it online. But at Amazon, if you are the manufacturer and the vendor of record, you can say, hey, Zach, your company, we don't want you selling our stuff at three times value. It's bad for business. So they'll cut you off. But we do allow I think one, it may be two of our better partners to also host on their marketplace or whatever they're going through. But ours is is straight Bilco. One thing I love to talk to you about, Jim, is just your experience in marketing and targeting contractors. We were talking about this in, in prep for today's show, but talk to me about the changes you've seen in targeting contractors and just the, the evolution of how they find products, how they buy products. And what does that mean for you as well as other manufacturers? Yeah, well, it's completely different today, isn't it? I live in an old home, you know, 1935 or something, and there's always a project. And it's a challenge even here in Toledo, Ohio, to get qualified contractors because they're so busy. You know, so many of them left the business or followed storms over the last 10 years that there's just not good quality labor available. And so because of that, our regional sales guys have a hard time actually talking to these people one-on-one. They're on the job site. They're running two or three jobs as, you know, generally in their own projects. And so it was completely foreseeable that they're buying, at least shopping online somewhere for their products. You know, they're, they're not coming to the builder show, for example, to, to see Bilco products 
there's a lot of reasons they come, but some of it's to maybe check out newer things, but, and I'm not going there for roofing and siding. I mean, they're, they're going to either buy it from their local guy. They have a rep that calls on them or, or we tell our customers, you can buy our products online and, you know, get it in two or three days, you know, and that has changed significantly, you know, so we target them through digital media, mostly Mm. whether it's our Instagram account or our Facebook account or, just at Bilko.com and links back to our partners. You know, Bilko doesn't really want to sell anything. We want it to drive everything to our partners, whether it's a retailer or a wholesaler. So, you know, that's that's the way we've taken. And I would, I don't think it would be a secret to say we probably sell almost 35% of our residential products via .com. That's fascinating. What tactics are working the best for you, Jim? You mentioned like digital media. What tactics are working the best for you right now and targeting those contractors? Well, to say we're frugal would be an understatement. So we're not spending a great deal <laughs> of money, but we do have a third party, you know, our friends at Catalyst in Connecticut that do our social media. And I think one of the things is key is generational keys. You know, I'm about ready to be retired where the, the people that run in our social media are just getting their careers started. So they mm. speak to speak, talk to talk. You know, they drive us in ways that are helpful, but it's very, very simple. You know, we get by on, like I mentioned, the, the digital content that they can provide. You know, we do PR, we do constant contact. Now, we certainly do things with Hanley Wood and, and we, we do qualified remodeler and professional home builder and stuff. And we'll, to that end, we'll provide product and they'll do shows, this old house, that kind of thing. So, you know, that gets seen a lot by the trade people. And so that's helpful for us, but there's no big ad spend at Bilco. It's, you know, kind of grassroots and for us one bite at a time. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. Well, you've been successful and you've, you've seen growth. And I think, you know, one thing that's interesting about contractors that you mentioned kind of circling back to your point, I was talking to a contractor recently. I was like, Hey, is just talking about his business. I said, Hey, are you looking to grow your business this next year? Just kind of curious about his, his viewpoint. He's like, yeah, I love to grow, but my biggest issue is labor. He's like, I can't find people to help me do it. And I think one thing I, I love your perspective on is like, how do you combat that in positioning your product? When you're talking to a contractor, you're marketing to them, you've got digital content in front of them. Are you talking to the pain points that you know, know they're struggling with? Not just, hey, make more money, but hey, this product may take less labor or this helps you in this scenario. Talk me through some of your messaging that is resonating with contractors. Yeah, so we have that, be careful what you wish for, brand name. So what's interesting is in New York, New Jersey, New England, which is our home territory for basement doors, Bilco is a generic term. It's like Kleenex. It means a basement bulkhead, an entrance to the from the outside into the basement, but everything is a Bilco door. So whether it's our competitors who provide a product similar with less features and benefits or whomever, so... You know, we, we fight that. We are also the most expensive product in our category. And okay, we're sorry for that, but here's why. And so we have features and benefits like lift assist, and you can get your, your door powder-coated in the factory, and, and on and on and on, that somewhat allows us to compete. It's like anything else. People are willing to pay more for higher-quality product. How do you get them to do that? You know, we do our marketing, you know, but we also work with a number of what we call independent installers. So you can find them at a, at a Bilco website if you need a basement door or window well installed. But these are the guys that are the grassroots guys talking to the customers. They're in, you know, in the homes doing the jobs. 
Most of them are remodeling projects, which are really good. And that goes a long way in, in New England. For us, uh, you know, the size of our company and our products to get attract home builders, someone involved, really hard. You know, contractually and all the hoops you have to jump through, you know, our sweet spot is much smaller companies, you know, 25 to 100 homes a year. The guys that can't find labor in the field, heck, we have trouble finding labor in our plant in Central Ohio. The competition is so high from, of all people, Amazon is one of them. Hmm. You know, they just, they have the money to pay more, you know. But anyway, we just try to kind of nudge it along. We don't have enough human capital, people in the field to make calls, you know, door to door every day. So that's why the builder show is important. That's why I think like the NRLA Expo last year, those are our core, it's our core market. And it gives us an opportunity to talk to a lot of really large lumber yards and their owners and their salespeople. We're introducing a brand new product right now. It'll be available on, on Monday. It's a new basement door design, which will bore almost everyone that doesn't use basement doors. But, but to you, it's fascinating. Yeah, but, but that's the place for us to, to release it. And it went over very well last week. You know, it's easier to measure. It's a little less expensive. It's easier to install. And so, you know, that's how we get to the contractors. And there were some of them in the building as well. So, Well, I really appreciate that you're unapologetic about who you are. Like so many times we try to be all things to all people. And it sounds like you have a pretty good viewpoint of like, hey, this is who we're going to succeed with. This is the price point that we're going to win at. And if we're not the right product for you, then sorry. But, you know, you know exactly what you're going to get when you work with our business. I would love to hear from you about where you see building products going. Jim, like you mentioned, you've been in the industry for a while. You're nearing retirement, but frankly, you've adapted. Like you've constantly evolved. You've constantly looked for areas and opportunities to, to grow. What do you see as the next thing in building products? Where do you see things are headed and what advice would you give those in the industry? Get in, you know, there's not enough young people in, involved. I mean, although to that point, it, it's been really cool. I noticed it. NRLA last week, they had high school kids in. The Builders Show in the adjacent hotel had a college internships and major builders were having a, interviews at a trade show for the kids, you know, to try to get them to come to work for the major builders. I've got a distribution partner in, here in Ohio that does on-campus college recruiting, and that's new. And I think for many of the, the building products companies, whether it's a manufacturer or distribution, they've got to start getting serious about that. It's an aging industry. It's also an industry that I wouldn't say is unfriendly to women, but you don't see a lot of women either. And there wouldn't be any reason for it. You know, it's just, you know, maybe it's dirty and jobs. I don't know. But there's very few young women involved in, in the industry either. And I think nobody's going to stop building. Nobody's going to stop tearing down houses or remodeling. There's a ton of opportunity and I think young people, you know, can get into it. I think it's going to go continue to go more digital. The traditional two-step wholesalers will continue to struggle hmm. to find um, a validity for their, you know, warehousing. And I mean, they bring in product and they deliver it. It's important for us because our stuff is very heavy. So we'll probably always be tied. And we have some wonderful relationships, but not everybody needs wholesale distribution with the way logistics has changed or Amazon has changed logistics. So, uh, you know, it, I think it continues to, to go with the way the media changes and the way, you know, AI, who knows, you know, you, you see the, the way the, a place like Amazon is picking their product. There's, there's not even any body in there, you know, it just sends it, it takes the framing. I mean, have you been in a, a new warehouse with 
12 stories high and a bunch of robots going up and down those skinny uh, walls. It's, it's crazy cool to see, but you know, and, and there are limitations for building materials. There's size limitations, there's weight limitations, all that, but it, it, it continues to become to the, to a digital age. And I see more and more of it from not only our partners, but uh, our competitors. You know, one of the things Bilko is simply too is lean. We are a lean manufacturer. Should have brought that in to, to begin with, but as a way to manage your expenses and not let go of people as necessary technology incurs in your business, you'd have to have this uh, lean philosophy to retrain these people and, you know, honor their work and give them not more things to do, but perhaps different things to do rather than simply put them out, whether they're, you know, 20 or 120. And that we've been, we've undertaken that at Bill Kill, uh, it might be 17, 18 years now, and it absolutely has changed our business. So, we like to chat about that with others that we work with too. And every now and then someone listens and it works out well. <laughs> That's super smart. Well, Jim, man, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I, I can't thank you enough. If someone wants to connect with you or reach out, what's the best way for them to do that? Send me an email. Easy enough at J-I-M-E at Bilco, B-I-L-C-O dot com. Excellent. Well, Jim, thanks again. If you want more great content like this, go to Vendio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams. Thanks everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.